Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast with Christy and Lindsay. Grab your coffee and let's chat mindset. In these mini episodes, we talk about how now is the perfect time to get in the best emotional, mental, and physical shape of our lives. Our minds are the most powerful tool we have. So let's grow together. Good morning, friends. Good morning. everyone. I hope everyone is having an awesome, unofficial summer. It is hot here in Ohio. It feels like summer, but Lindsay, I should know this. Is the first day of summer June 21st? Um, I don't know. I think it is. Let's count it. Right around there. The first day of summer. But, but, but Memorial Day always feels like, you know, summer starting. So anyway, it is, you're, by the time you hear this, it's going to be, a couple days into June, but it's June 1st over here on recording day, which is just wild. How's it going over there? Lindsay, I saw you guys were already at the pool. Yeah, we were. And I just Googled. Oh, no, sorry. It didn't come up. It says June 21st is the first day of summer, but I don't think that's right. I don't know. Um, No, that is right. That's good. We, yeah, we went to the pool, the pool open Memorial Day. So I like to, I like to start it out there. Um, it was great. The pool is actually really cold, but I make my children go in it. Yeah. Do you go in? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I follow this, this friend on Instagram. Um, and I just met her last year, but I really like her. But anyway, she was, (laughs) it made me think of you because I wanted to connect you guys because she was posting about like, um, she has a, a young child who's just now school age. And I guess he's like asking if they can get a pool pass this summer so he can be at the pool with all of his new friends that he met in first grade. And she didn't grow up in the suburbs, like with a community pool, like this feels, she's like freaking out. She's like, I don't know. I am not like a spend my summer at the pool kind of person. Like this feels so weird to me. Like, can someone tell me how you do this? I think she's kind of being a little bit funny, but like also like this just, she feels like a literal fish out of water. (laughs) She put up a poll, like, do you spend your summers at the pool? Like, I'm not sure how to handle this life. Like, you know, and it made me think of you because I feel like you guys spend your summer at the pool, which is awesome. I don't Um, really know any other way. Yeah. That's what I did growing up. Like we, I was on swim team. So we would go to swim team. We would go back to my friend Abby's house, eat breakfast there and go back to the pool until nighttime. And then my parents would come pick me up and then we would repeat it the next day. Yeah. There's like two different camps. There's that camp. And then there's like the camp who like, you know, doesn't, didn't do that. That's how I feel about summer camps. I did not go to summer camps. And to me, it is like, Oh, like, wait, why would anyone do that? Like, you know, it's just so funny how it's so foreign to some people. But anyway, yeah. my thing is, though, if you have to entertain your kids every single day, I well, And when they're really little, we didn't go to the pool every day. Like I did the zoo. I did a million other activities, but I am exhausted right now. Oh I want gosh. to see stuff that's easy. Yeah, it's awesome. Like your all their friends are there. They're getting they're getting vitamin D, they're active, they're exhausted by the end of the night. You can kind of chill. It's a great scene. It's a great situation. I'm all about it. Yeah. Um, 
we we went to the lake yesterday. That's, That's I think there is a pool. There is a pool here in Logan. We have not been there yet, but we did go to the lake yesterday, which was equally same scene. You know, Ruby played. I kind of chilled. Um, the water was freezing. All of it. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Do you, is there like a, a beach part, like an entrance for just a yeah, public? There's like a little roped off, little roped a lot of people there. Part. Yeah, there were a lot of people there and a lot of um, non-locals. Like I, I wasn't sure what the scene was going to be like at the beach. And Ruby made a little friend who was from Cleveland who was there vacationing. And then there was another family next to me vacationing and then a, a little crew from Michigan. So um, again, I just always find it so fascinating that people, not fascinating, it's beautiful here, but I'm just like, wow, we like, this is where people go to seek out vacation and we get to live here. Like I just feel, it just makes me feel so happy every time I hear someone say they're visiting from somewhere else. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Um, anyway, what else is new with you? Well, um, not anything too crazy. Um, let's... wait, have I already asked you this? Um, sorry, I'm interrupting you because I just thought of something that also came up in my house this week. Did I already talk about this on here? Yes, sir. Versus nowhere. Did we talk about this? Yes, sir. Versus nowhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Versus nowhere. So Ruby, our neighbor is eight. So she's a little bit older than Ruby. And she came over the other day and I overheard their conversation inspired by the eight-year-old. She said, is your mom a yeser or a knower? Because my mom is a knower, but my dad is a yeser. And I, I was just eavesdropping on this conversation, which was so funny between a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. Um, and I could tell that Ruby had never thought about that before, <laughs> but it was funny to watch her work That's through that new. Funny. And you were definitely a yeser. Did she make a decision? Um, yeah, she did. I think she said that both of her parents were yesers. <laughs> That's cute. Um, I like it. My mom is I, a knower. I was... What? I was just repeating. My mom is a knower. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I kind of want to be a knower. I was kind of like, excuse me, I am a knower. Like I felt offended, but I didn't want to interrupt their conversation. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to like, go where, but I probably am when it comes to, I don't know. I'm around my kids more. So they hear no from me more than they do Justin by default. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, I think, I think probably if you hold all the kids in America, the moms would be the knowers and the dads. I feel like dads get the role of like being the fun guy that comes in and like, you know, does yeah. the fun stuff and the moms are like, my house I'm the one doing most of the disciplining just because like you said I'm parenting most often you know Seth works all day I do not yeah. so I did hear advice one time from it was like a leader in our church and she said and this was like partially experienced but partially she was a counselor so she's seen a lot of stuff and she did, she came and spoke to a bunch of my girlfriends and we had like really young kids. And she said, um, try to hand out as many yeses as you can during the day. Cause you're like by default, always going to have to say no to so many things when kids are like in their developmental years. 
So an example that she gave was mom, can I have a piece of my Halloween candy? Which like you took them, they went Halloween, whatever. So they have it there. And instead of being like, no, no, we don't eat candy at 9am or something like that. It's yes, you can have that after we eat lunch today. So it's like a switch around. And that actually helped me a lot. I can't say I utilize it all the time, but I like the concept. You know, I love that. I love that. The, um, you know, I've talked about Janet Lansbury on here a million times, but she kind of feels like, or says the same thing, like reserve no for like reserve the word no for like emergencies or you're about to like be in danger like no you can't run in the road like that sort of situation otherwise say no without using the word no like like you just said yes you can after you eat some protein or you know whatever like you you're getting the same outcome you're just going about it differently I love that I will say as my kids get older, it's bigger asks. Like when it's little, it's smaller asks. And when it's bigger, it's bigger asks. So it's like, can we go to the card store and get some new cards? And I'm like, I can't, no, I'm not doing that today. So I want to say, no, I'm not doing that today. And I also do say that, but I mean, I could be like, we can do that one day this summer. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) We can do that one day this summer after you do a bunch of chores to earn yeah. all the money. But my kids, I don't know if it's my kids or whatever. Maybe I have done something wrong here, but they are not afraid to ask for anything. I mean, can I have that electric motorcycle? I see Bobby riding down the road. I'm like, no, like <laughs> you can put that on your Christmas list. I mean, it's just crazy. I'm like, do you know how many times I asked for a pink Barbie car when I was little and I never got it? Like I, right. I dr- dreamt about that thing for many of years. It's just funny. These asks that come in and I'm like, I mean, I applaud you for asking because I guess what's the worst that can happen. But going back to that, I feel like they make me say no more than I want to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's just kids in general. Like, I but know, it probably my, is. my mantra is if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So maybe that's their mantra. It's true. Too. They're learning young. Yeah. Um, okay. One other thing that I just need to say, because we're recording so early in the morning and I always have a coffee in my hand. I am a coffee slurper. Do you slurp your coffee when you drink it? Try not to. Well, to me, no, I to me. And I know at least one other person out there who feels the same way. My sister, it doesn't taste as good unless it's being slurped. (laughs) (laughs) so I just want to let you all know if you hear some slurping going on it's because I'm just happy and I'm just really enjoying myself here in all areas so funny please mute yourself you want to hear it you want to hear it right now it's like There. I don't really hear a slurp, but I heard a gulp, which actually, you know, when you hear. Okay. Hear people... The gulp, the gulp bothers me so much. Yeah, yes. I don't, I don't love it. I hate a gulp. Oh my gosh. That is like the worst sound on the planet. So <laughs> I'm sorry that you just heard that. When people chew, like, 
not just any normal thing, but like he cannot sit, which is funny because he is a very loud chewer. So it's like one of those whatever calling the kettle black. But if he's sitting next to somebody who's like eating cereal, for instance, like something that something that's like like he is loses his mind. It is so funny. <laughs> and amazing. also that I like when I think about it too much, I'm like, that is kind of gross. Everyone should go in their own room if they're eating cereal. Yeah, there, there's a name for that. I don't know what it is, but yes, that's. Oh, yeah. Like a phobia or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> food, food sounds are bad in general. And but like the gulp, the slurp of the coffee is just it just makes it it just hits different that way. Oh, I'm happy for you. Just don't do it on. It's <laughs> 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 oh, funny. I know. Um, I'd okay. also like to note that both Christy and I are outside and this makes me so happy that we can podcast early in the morning. The sun just came out like before we started, just great vibes. We're clocking. It is lovely. It's 616 right now. So all you yeah. early risers, good morning. I mean, this is my favorite time of year because it's, it's light out so early, like, and, uh, and the birds start chirping like a half an hour before it gets light out. So right now the birds are starting to chirp around 5.07 at my house. Like what? That's just amazing. And and if you were not an early riser, that might not be amazing to you at all. <laughs> but I just love that. I feel like I get like so much time added on for my day. It's wonderful. Yeah. 5.07 is early, but I'm proud of you. I love it. Bring it on. Bring it um, on. Okay. So it's June and I can't believe it, but here we are. The sun is rising early. It's staying light out later. We are like in the best time, in my opinion, of the year. And we're going to talk about um, our new challenge for the month. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to note that we are on month six now. So remember in January where you may have disagreed with us about like a new year's resolution and all that stuff. And we were like, "Mm -mm, we're doing 30 day challenges. We're going to do a new thing. If you forget what your new (laughs) resolution was and you want to jump on board, it's not too late because we still have like six more. Um, And I have found these 30 day challenges so much easier, so much better I mean, I still am not perfect at even sticking to them for 30 days, but I like the challenge a lot. Um, Yeah. I mean, although I'm still going strong on my Bible app, I'm a few days behind, but that was my new year's resolution. And I am sticking to that one. Um, Christy, how are you doing on that? Are you still going? Great. I I haven't done mine today, but yeah, I'm sticking with it. Justin finished and I'm so annoyed with him. He finished the year. I mean, that's fine and all, but like, <laughs> but okay. I know. That's what I told him. I go, well, um, you know what? You can repeat it. You have to do it twice because that wasn't the plan. Yeah, because you need to soak it in a little bit. You need to, yeah. you need to marinate in God's word. You shouldn't rush through it, Justin. You know what he didn't, he did though. <laughs> I said, I was like, well, what are you going to listen to now? And he was like, I didn't listen to any podcast or anything. So any chance he got to listen to stuff like on a walk in the car, he did it. That's how he did it so fast. And I'm kind of proud of him because I did not do that. I, I made room for everything else in my life. And so anyways, all that to say, the resolutions are going strong, but 
our new one in the month of June is, drum roll please. Let me slurp my coffee. Yeah, that was my, um, <laughs> is it Christy? We're going to practice grounding every morning. You guys or, know what grounding, you know, grounding is? is? Grounding is, you've probably seen it at this point, or maybe you're an expert grounder. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindsay, tell us about grounding. Grounding is when you actually just go back and put your feet on the earth. That's as simple as that. And the reason why bare feet on the earth, on the grass, on the road, um, on like even taking a walk on the sand, wherever your feet touch, like just take off your shoes and ground. There's so much scientific evidence that goes into it, but basically like I know that it kind of zeroes out our electromagnetic field. So when there's so much stuff going on around us, it like there's health benefits, there's inflammation benefits, there's neurological benefits, um, wound healing benefits. Like it's like seriously one of the easiest, cheapest natural things you can do. And when you look at kids, like this is the funny thing about kids. They naturally do the things we're supposed to do a lot. They take off their shoes, they go run around the yard, And some people will go as far as saying that shoes have like ruined foot health and have really helped us deteriorate faster in terms of health because we aren't putting our feet on the ground as much. Um, Another reason why I vote the pool, nobody has their shoes on, um, which is also gross. (laughs) But um, so anyways, there's so many benefits. If you're interested, look it up. But grounding is just really good. So even what, what would we say? Like five minutes or what's the minimum? I actually don't know. Sure. Five minutes is great. Go take your coffee outside, stand on the earth and slurp it for five minutes and In move your toes around. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, this, this is kind of like part two of our last month of like, was that? Yeah. That was last month that we did naked, naked sun. Naked so, eyes. Yeah. 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 Just continue that with now adding your feet on the ground. And boom, you're like an earth mama overnight. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's hard for me to tell like what it does, but I, I mean, and all in all, it's supposed to center us. And I did buy a book on grounding and I read it and I was fascinated. I mean, so if you what's the book, it was called grounding. Oh, (laughs) and so I don't know who writes it. I have it upstairs, but, um, There's just like, even if you Google it, there's a million things that'll pop up. So check it out, do it, put your feet on the earth. That's the, probably the easiest one we've had yet. Yeah. Super simple, super basic. The the book that I is on my reading list, but I have not read yet. It talks a lot about probably grounding, but more so how you were talking about shoes um, being not good for our, our feet and our whole bodies, our whole selves. Um, is move your DNA. Have you heard of that book? Have we talked about that on here before? I have not read that. Um, move your DNA is, yeah. Like, I think it's Katie Bowman who talks about it. She's been on thousand hours outside podcast. And anyway, I just, if you want to read more up on that, I, I know that's a good book. Okay, wait, really quick. I want to read this really fast because I just did a quick little Google, which, um, okay, so it says grounding appears to improve sleep. Yay. 
normalize the day, night cortisol rhythm, reduce pain, reduce stress, shift the autotomic nervous system from sympathetic towards parasympathetic activation, increase heart rate variability, speed wound healing, and reduce blood viscosity. That sounds really great to do it. Join us. That sounds so great. I'm glad you, glad you read that because I feel like that really like, you know, helps us realize why it's so important. Mm-hmm. Heart rate variability is something that I'm so fascinated with. Um, so that makes me happy. That's Wait, hold on. That's funny. Cause I was like, what is, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I learned about it because I wear a, a whoop band on my wrist, which measures my sleep and my recovery and like my exercise intensity and all the things highly recommend. And I have a code if anyone wants to wear this band on your wrist, but it measures your recovery from your previous day, like how well you're doing the next day based on heart rate variability. Uh-oh, you're going lagging. Okay, so heart rate variability, keep going. I'll be fascinated variability my recovery on my whoop band is measured by that nice am I going out so Uh, anyway I'll be interested to see if if my whoop recoveries increase as I'm doing more grounding oh yeah keep us posted that is that is because you actually have a measure that's what I was trying to say is I don't I feel like this is a hard one to be like oh my gosh I feel so much better because I've been grounding you know what I mean but if you have the numbers that tell yeah that's great. Is that the number? So I'll keep you posted. Yeah. I like. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. Well, should we dive into what we're going to talk about today? Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. And I just, before I introduce the topic, I want to let you know that everything that I, that we're going to talk about today was inspired by a really phenomenal book that I'm reading called The Power of One More by Ed Milet. Do you guys know Ed Milet? He's an awesome, awesome guy. And he has a podcast, which is just also phenomenal. So anyway, I want to chat today about time management and just like time as a mindset hack, time being of mindset. And I think, I don't know about you, but like when I think about time, I don't automatically think about time being a mindset thing. Yeah. Um, but after reading this, I realized like, whoa, time is 100% a mindset thing. And we have, I found it empowering because we have the tools at our disposal to kind of improve our time based on mindset. Um, and this is a mindset podcast. So let's talk about time. You know, it's one of our most valuable assets. Everyone, you know, time and money. You hear that all the time, time and money. And, um, and you know, I, I also like think it's appropriate for the beginning of the month. You know, every beginning of the month, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe May went by so fast, or I can't believe summer is already here, or, yeah. you know, people say that all the time, you know, and as mothers, how many times have you heard the phrase like, the days are long, but the years are short? You know, like, have you heard that before? Yep. The days are long, but the years are short. True. That is, it's, it's true. Um, but that's a mindset thing, you know? And so anyway, um, I just want to talk about 
time mindset and then and then five kind of five ways to to hack your time um to make to get more out of your time um just coming at this from a point of like being a successful person so whether that's like being a successful mother over summer or um being a successful women in in business or entrepreneur like um you can apply this to whatever goal you're trying to to implement right now um but let's talk about it shall okay. we yeah all right so first obviously when we start talking about this we have to say that there are two different measures of time there's clock time and then there's mind time so we're going to talk a lot about like mind time today clock time is actually you know like the constant measurement ticking hand of a clock you know like that doesn't change um but mind time is more of like what the speed of time feels like and that's where we're going to focus today like what what it feels like to you um and you know there's there's science behind that and and you guys should read the book for for that science but just you know um just know that like scientists have proven that time perception is unique to each individual um like if i was if if lindsay was at the pool on a summer day that day might fly by for her but if my friend who doesn't like to go to the pool that was posting on Instagram, how do I do this? That might be a very long day for her because it's just perceived so differently. Yeah. Um, and so it's just interesting to think about time like that. Can you tell us what your hat says right now? My hat, I'm wearing a hat this morning and my hat says more fun than two 20 year olds. And that's when you were wearing that for your forties era, which I love. Um, is an era. Technically you'll never be 20 again, but you could think of it as like your two 20 year olds, which is a cool way to (laughs) hack your time. I love that. But you know, like you'll never, you'll never, your child will never be two days old again. Like you can't turn back the clock. Like you get no replays on your time. And so I think it's really important for us to like, and I, and I, I'm not great at this. This is an area where I can improve. And maybe that's why it was so like fascinating to me, but like you cannot reclaim time. So let's instead like make the most of every minute that we have. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. And I just, I just think like, you know, it's, it's our most valuable asset for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, I want to just talk about the five principles of time management. Should we um, end and restart, Lindsay, or keep going? I think we're good for a minute. Okay. Um, the first principle, which this is the coolest, this is kind of like the crux of it, is to add more time, add more days to your day. And so Ed Milet talks about taking the 24 hour day and just like ditching that mindset, like completely ditching the 24 hour day. Yes. We know there are technically 24 hours in a day and there's 60 seconds in every minute and blah, blah, blah. But like, just set that aside for a second and rewire your brain so that each day in fact has three mini days in each day. This is so cool to me. So your first day of your, your first mini day of your day is from 6am to noon. 
Um, and in June, you can wake up at five and you can get an extra hour in there even. <laughs> but yeah. 6 a.m. to noon is your first mini day. Your second day is noon to 6 p.m. And your third mini day of your day is 6 p.m. until midnight or whenever you go to sleep. And so if you break down your day into three days and you think of it like that, which is going to take some practice, right? Because how many years have we gone on thinking that there's only one day in a day? Yeah. Um, but what you do there is you increase the urgency so that you shrink the finish line. So what I mean by that is more of what you do is a sprint. Like when you think about people running, runners running, runners always increase their speed at the end, at the finish line. And so if you have three finish lines in your day, you're going to increase your sprint three times versus just one time. So old me wakes up in the morning and I'm like, today I want to do X, Y, and Z. And I get to the end of my day and I'm like, oh shoot, I still haven't done X, Y, and Z. Let me try to cram it in before I go to bed. But new me is like, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to do X in the morning, Y in the in my second day, and then Z before bedtime. And so maybe then I'm even able to like do A, B, C, D in there also because I'm giving myself three deadlines versus one. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, yeah, I like that. I love it. I'm like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just reading this, so I want to start practicing it. But if any of you like have been doing this or have heard this before, let us know, like if this works for you. Um, and when I'm, when I was reading this, I was like, oh my gosh, this does not at all go with my new year's resolution, which was to slow down. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my gosh, this kind of makes me feel the opposite of slowing down. But he kind of speaks to that in that it's not making your life more stressful at all. In fact, it will do the opposite. Um, you're still in balance. You're just squeezing the useless air out of the wasted parts of your day. And we all know that we have those wasted parts of our day. Like, yes. you know, whether that's scrolling Instagram or um, slurping an extra cup of coffee when we don't need any more caffeine or, you know, just those like parts where we're not focused. And I really feel like focus is such a lost art. Like the art of being focused is we know through social media that our, um, our time, we are, we have less of an attention span than ever is what I'm trying to say. And yeah. so just rewiring to refocus. I love that. I do too. All right. I feel like I'm being kind of preachy right now because I'm telling you all these things, but this is what I read and then we can discuss it. So yeah. I'll, I'll speed up a little bit. So that was number one, splitting into three days. Number two is approaching time with a greater sense of urgency. I kind of already talked about that. The Parkinson's law states, if you have two weeks to complete a task, it will take you two weeks to get it done. And I find that to be so true for myself. So whatever time you allow yourself to get it done is what it's going to take. So instead of allowing yourself a whole day, allow yourself one mini day. I'm going to get this done by noon. And then boom, you got it done by noon. And you can move on. And in, and in an age where we can do things so much faster, like think about how, in fact, I really like this. When I first moved to Logan, people were at the city hall paying their water bill in person. 
yeah. which was so funny to me because that takes way longer than just logging into your online water bill portal and paying in two minutes. And so that's what I mean. Like we can do so much more in so much less time now. And so there's no reason why we should be less productive, but studies have shown that we are becoming less productive just in an age of social media where we're like wasting time and being distracted. And so honing in on that and taking advantage of that, you know, time that we can do so much more in such little time. Um, and okay. Number three, learn how to control time instead of time controlling you. This is so good. Um, the first 30 minutes of your day are so critical. And I think that's why Lindsay and I, I know that's why Lindsay and I wanted to do this podcast in the morning because you wake up and you get your mind right, right out the gate and you make a list, a to-do list of what you're going to do that day or how you're going to spend your day controlling your time. That's what you're doing when you're waking up and doing mindset work, right? You're like, you're taking control of your day or your time. Love that. And then the fourth thing is to measure your performance often. Um, let's say you want to lose 30 pounds. If you don't weigh yourself or if you don't put on your clothes to check, you're not going to know if you're meeting your goal. Yeah. Or if you want to run a five minute mile and you go out and you sprint, but you don't actually measure how long it took you, you don't know what you're running. And so apply that to whatever, but like measure your performance often so that you can hit those metrics that you want to hit. And then number five is focus on the future. And this is huge mindset hack. I love this because the past is gone, but somehow we still tend to dwell on that. And that could be maybe you, like this is a really extreme example, but maybe you hit the lottery five years ago and five years ago you had a million dollars and you keep focusing on how five years ago you had a million dollars. But what you're not focusing on is that you spent it all on a boat and um, a camper and now you broke as a joke, <laughs> but you're stuck in this mindset of being rich five years ago. So you're, you're not multiplying your money because you are still thinking about five years ago, or maybe you had, this is like making it serious for a second. Maybe you had a lot of trauma as a child and you can't move forward because you're stuck in that trauma. And so those things are all valid. Um, but just like getting past the, the past, the past and focusing then on the future, um, so that you can improve your time going forward. I just love that. Yeah. That's um, and so those are kind of like the five principles you should read the book. It's very good. Obviously it goes into way more detail, but my favorite part of the whole thing was that, um, splitting your day into three mini days. I thought that was so good. And so I want to give it a try. Yeah. I never really thought about it like that. I mean, I think like when I was working or at an office somewhere elsewhere, it's like, I felt like I had my time before work, work and after work. So I essentially, maybe that's kind of the thing, but since oh, yeah. I have that now, it's helpful to think about little increments because, um, now I'm trying to, I guess, balance being at home for the summer. My kids are at home. And then I started a business right before summer. And now 
that is ramping up, which is a great thing, but we've got some inquiries. So I'm like in this space where I need to prioritize when can I do that? And when can I enjoy what I had planned on for the summer? And so I think everybody has that, whether you have a work-life balance or whatever you're doing, I don't know, it can be anything, but, um, I think as our life shifts and takes on new things and ebbs and flows, we have to create, and Courtney, Courtney Siddle talked about this, um, when she came on the podcast, but yeah, she talked about how she balances her time. And I think like, we have to be flexible too, in the way we break up our days. Like if that doesn't make sense to you, find a way that does make sense to you to break up your day. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And I think, yes, like I remember last going into last summer, um, Ruby had been going to, to school five days a week. And when she came home for summer, and I'm sure this is a, a very common thing, I spiraled completely like off, off my rocket for a second, because I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't, I was struggling with what I realized now in hindsight, after reading this, I was struggling with how to manage our time. I was used to her being, or my time, I guess I was used to her being at school all day and whether I was working or working out or running errands, I was able to do that whenever I wanted. And so when she came home for summer, I remember just being like, holy shit, like what in the heck, you know? And, and it took me like a, um, a month and a half. Actually, I always joke that it took the whole summer to get our groove. And then it was time for her to go back to school, you know? And really what that groove was, was like me taking control of our time and managing our time properly and organizing our time. Um, and so, you know, I feel that now even like everyone keeps, I feel everyone keeps asking Ruby, like, are you so glad it's summer break? And she's not going to school. We're doing homeschool. So there really is no summer break for us. Personally, we're deciding, I decided that we're going to homeschool all through summer because we take so many breaks during the school year that I don't feel the need to abide by a public school calendar. Um, but last night, our neighbor was like, are you so excited to have a break from school? And she just looked at me because I was like, we're not we're not taking a break from school but yeah anyway it, it was just like you know we're, we're managing here in the white family and right. many a breaks and then we work um but that's that is in a nutshell the beauty of homeschool like that is yeah. what's so awesome about it I mean we never did that because my kids tasted and saw a summer break and once you have that it's really hard to be like and then we're doing math um I tried to throw it in here and there and I still will. Like I told them they all need to get a couple books to read over the summer and, and things like that. But um, yeah, you're right. Like in learning isn't just books. And so, you know, Ruby's learning all the time. And again, a mindset shift. It's like, we are like summer break. And it's like, we're still summering. We're still breaking and we can still learn. Like it's right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I think, you know, like just going forward through this, like, like you said, it doesn't have to be the way that Ed Milet organized his three days, but mm -hmm. organize your day. However, meet yourself where you are always with whatever we're talking about. But um, yes, if you're a working person, like, yes, you get a morning before work, you get work day, and then you get 
um, after work, but even, even break up your work day. I think you'll find yourself more productive. If you break up your work day into three chunks, like give yourself three deadlines of your work by, you know, and I think the thing is, and this is what I always say to Seth being a non-corporate person. So like kind of ignorant for me to say this, but he's always talking about how many meetings he's in all day. And I'm like, are all those meetings really necessary? No, I just, I just feel like corporate America, like I said, has gotten so distracted and they're not focused in. And if it just bothers me because I'm just like, all these people are working so much. They have such poor work-life balance. And I just feel like someone needs to restructure corporate America. And it needs to be Ed Milet because if, if people could, if people in corporate America could hone in and give themselves three deadlines a day versus like, oh, this is due at the end of the week or this is due in, you know, then maybe they could get more done and have to spend less time sitting in an office. I don't know. Yeah, it's the, I think everybody suffers from, it's the way we've always done it philosophy. And I think one thing, the only thing, good thing that came out of COVID for people who work is that like people can do their jobs and can do it well from home. They don't have to be in an office. Like that was proven that like you can be successful. You can use, use your time wisely. You, I worked in many of offices. Do you know how many times you get distracted by somebody pops in, in your office and it's like an hour long conversation. And then you have to go to a meeting and then you have to go to a meeting about that meeting. And then you have like zero time to work and like to actually do your desk work. And I mean, I'm not poo-pooing. Like, I just think it's the way it's always done, right? Like it's the way the organization works. That's how they do it. It's not always necessary. And so I think you have to like, really I mean that comes from the top down like us little like when I was a peon I wasn't going to implement that change but then when you take your example though of like the people that are going to what was it the post office or whatever it is like going to do that stuff I don't know part of it is like okay but I think when you get older in age and it's the way it's always done yes they could utilize their time better but then it's like they're the ones having personal connections and some other, some of us are missing out on that by doing everything from home. So I think we have to weigh out like what is worth me taking the extra step. Like some of that is like, they don't want to learn or they can't learn. That's overwhelming to, to do things on the computer. And I get that. Um, I just think there's, it's complex and there's a lot of reasons why um, people make life harder, but when it comes to a corporation or businesses, you're absolutely right. I mean, I agree. It's like, does that even make sense anymore? Why are we doing right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that's interesting to think about because like, I mean, this is what I was reading and this is what Ed was saying is that like, we can do things so much faster now. So yet why are we still so distracted versus the little old lady here who's driving in person to go pay her water bill. Like, yes, like you said, she's making connections. She's probably less distracted than we are. She's focused more on we are because she doesn't have all of that useless fluff in her day. Like, you know, because maybe she's not distracted from all the meetings or all the social media or all the useless fluff that we are finding ourselves so distracted by in the year of 2023. Yeah. And so 
I mean, um, there's a lot to it. And people in that generation like to know that they got it done. They like, if, if she was going to do it online, maybe it feels like it goes into an abyss and like, did they get it? You know, it's like whatever minimizes your stress levels too, you know, like that's yeah, where it's at. Like, for sure. I don't know. I think I have some old school parts of me that actually <laughs> prefers those things too. Like if I have to, there was this one time during this year where I had to um, send in these really important documents to this place and it wasn't, it was like 30 minutes away. So I just drove it up and gave it to the person. Now, was that a good use of my time? Yes, because they were important documents. I didn't want them to get lost. And I wanted to know that the, the lady would give me a receipt and tell me that she received them. So anyway, that's like yeah. going in the weeds, but. Again, oh yeah. And I don't think Ed, Ed is not saying, he's not saying yeah. not to do those things. Right, he's right, just right. saying we take advantage of the fact that we can do so much more in such less time. I hear you. Yeah. I think I'm taking it to a different level, but I think like it goes back to being intentional with your time too. Right. Like I did not read the book, but like, absolutely. I imagine it's kind of like, if you have no structure to your day and you wake up being like, well, I have a huge to-do list, but I have no plan. That's just a setup for failure. Yes. And I think like that example that you said of like people working from home post COVID or during COVID and post COVID, like is so true. Like instead of having that small talk for five minutes after a meeting with that coworker who you don't actually really want to be talking to, you can go put in a load of laundry or unload your dishwasher in that same amount of time mm -hmm. and still be more productive with your work day. And I think, you know, that's why, yeah, that's why that has kind of stuck around because I think everyone realized how much, um, how much they could, how much useless air they could squeeze out of their day when they were yeah. working from home. And that was like number three, learning how to control your time and instead of time controlling you. And I think like when you're in an office and they're like, you're here from eight to five. And it's just so silly. Like I remember always feeling like that, especially when I worked nonprofit. And I, I knew that like a few days a week, I would have to like have night commitments for work. And over the weekends I would have events. And I'm like, why do I have to be here till five? If I got done with my work today, like that makes no sense. Like it just, I think I'm always just kind of a little bit like I don't like to be told what to do. Like the rules never really made sense to me because I felt like I controlled my time well. And I was annoyed that the person next door who piddled around, like they can be here until five. Yeah. Sure. I mean, whoever made up the corporate America rules <laughs> clearly, clearly was not homeschooled. <laughs> no. And it's like the clock in clock out mentality and like people like, Oh, Sharon left at 4.30. You know, it's like, whatever, Sharon doing her job. So I think like those metrics have gotten looser as it's been proven that, and, and honestly, no one can work seven, eight hours straight at their very best. It's just not possible. Like Jenna Kutcher, she is, kind of, she's an entrepreneur that I listen to her podcast every now and then. Um, and she talks about how I mean, it's not like her concept, but like she's studied it a lot, but like how people have like four good hours in their day to work, like, yeah. like power hours kind of thing. And so yes. how are you going to make those efficient? And it's not that you only have four hours, but like, if you're a dreamer, you're an entrepreneur, you have to like put in the, that focus work, like that's when you need to do that. And then the rest of the tasks that need to be done, like save that for later. But, um, 
I find it interesting. It's all about restructuring your day and restructuring your time. I have a lot to yeah. I am not an expert by any means, but I like soaking in this information to help me like. Yeah, know. it's a practice for sure. And I, I, I too have heard that about like the alarming statistics about like the most successful CEOs of corporate America actually are only spending like, I think it's like, I mean, I'm going to butcher this. So don't quote me, but like 37 minutes of actually undistracted work. Like it's something crazy. Like, um, or maybe I'm getting that wrong. Maybe it's not the most successful CEOs. Maybe it's just like most people. And then the most successful people are actually spending these power hours, like honing in without any distractions for like, you know, 30 minute pocket, 45 minute pockets of time, three times a day. That's really all you need. And then, and then if we could do this, maybe our work-life balance would feel more equal and maybe our family structure would improve and the family dynamic would improve. And maybe we could find more time to find joy in our day and our depression rates would go down or our, you know, marriage divorce rates would decrease or, you know, all the things that America is really struggling with right now. Mm -hmm. The answer, maybe I've just solved world peace. Maybe I miss America. Oh my God. Thanks. Definitely Thanks, miss America. Your talent is slurping coffee. Just kidding. Oh, yep. Absolutely it is. Um, yes, I I I I agree. And I I mean it absolutely. Like I can like see in myself it absolutely is all about how you look at all these things and um I don't know. And, and manage it and put up systems in your life, which yeah, everybody has a different scenario, right? So if kids are not in the picture, your life and the way you're going to do this is going to look very different than like Christy and I, who have to manage our time around children. Um, that's like a huge difference, you know, or, yeah. um, you're taking care of somebody and that's a huge responsibility or whatever. But I think like, one thing that is hard for me, if I'm going to look down this list that you shared, um, is like the measuring performance. I don't know why I like to be like, "Mm, I think it's better. And because I think if I measure something, it makes it feel so rigid, but I know that I need to do that. And so I don't know why that is the toughest for me like the metrics I think it's probably the toughest because I don't know it's scary if you're not if you're not I mean if you're just enjoying summer there's no need to measure your performance but if you're talking about a goal that you really want to hit like let's say you're a realtor and you really want to sell x amount of houses by the end of the year like you're not going to do that if you get to December 15th and you're like, Oh, I have no clue how many houses I've sold this year, you know, like, and so, yeah, I mean, you have to, it, it causes you to stare reality right in the face and, you know, causes you to be the utmost accountable, which is scary and hard for sure. But if you're really trying to hit a goal, you have to, you just, you have to, you know, um, you have to assess yourself on the daily. Yeah. 
It's important. I think I just got away from it so long. Like when I was home with, you know, the kids or homeschooling, it's like, no one's grading me. I have no metrics. And so getting back into that thought, um, or whatever, what is that, that rhythm? I don't even know of measuring what goals using systems. I mean, I know it's the way that things work, but I, for whatever reason, that's the hardest for me. Yeah. Oh, that I'm sure I'm that's the hardest for most people, I think for sure. Um, but I love that. So with your new wallpaper business, um, did you guys set goals or you're just kind of like taking your first year as like a trial or it is very much a trial. Um, I mean, our goal would be, yes, they're very loose goals. So no, we don't have like specific, like financial or other goals, but like, um, which I don't know, maybe we will, but we're just getting started, but I, I well, okay. I take that back. Our goals were more of like, how do we set up this business? So like we've done like everything from, you know, getting Instagram and Facebook and Google ads. And, you know, like those are the goals right now. And then from that, we're hoping like, you know, you put in those efforts and that's what gets leads and stuff. And so, and business cards and blah, blah, blah. So I guess we did have, we have goals. It's not so much like we want 50 clients by X date. Um, just because I don't really know how this works yet. You know, I don't know, are we going to do a lot of residential stuff? Would we get into like commercial? Could that, cause that could be a completely different thing. And so right now, um, we're kind of just excited about every opportunity we get. And I am very much going to have to figure out a time management situation with my kids because I, we brought this on, but I, again, not knowing what it would look like for the summer. I need to figure out uh, my time components, but all that to say, it's all good stuff. It's just like, this is a timely um, topic for me and for everybody, but I don't know, just as, just to think about. Yeah. I think it's a great conversation to have at the beginning of the month too, because it's like, let's not get to July and be like, holy smokes, what did I do with my entire June? You know, like, that's not a good feeling to like, and not to be all like doom and gloom, but the biggest regret of people on their deathbed is like, what did I do with my time? Like where, where did all the years go? You know, um, I wish I would have worked less. I wish I would have spent more time. It's always time related, you know? Yeah. Um, and I love this quote, from the book. And I actually shared it on my Instagram story this morning, but Dale Carnegie said, every day is a new life to a wise man. Like every single day that you wake up is such a gift. It's such a new, it's a whole new life. You can do and be whatever you want that new day. If you stop, if you go through those five principles that I just, that we just shared, like if you, if you organize your day, if you take control of your time, if you stop looking back at and letting the past define you, like you get to do a new life every single day that you wake up. And I just, again, that is why I will just always be so on my soapbox about a morning routine, a mindset chat in the morning. It just really sets the tone for like a really good day. And when you go into your day with all those tools in your toolkit, like you're bound to have a better experience, period. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, wake up that day into three parts and go live your best life. YOLO. YOLO. Okay, I have one question and then, well, a fun fact and then one question. My fun fact is I interned for Dale Carnegie, like whatever it was called, Institute, I don't even know. Nice. Summer one time and I was like, part of setting up these, they, tra they trained people how to become better public speakers. And that was kind of a fun thing. So you saw people that would come into the class. They, they, they took the class because they were really nervous about public speaking and for whatever reason, their job or something required them to do it. And so they would go through this whole program um, and then come out the other side and give a presentation. It was like really fun anyway. So and I, anytime somebody mentions Dale Carnegie, it like hits different. Cause I'm like, mm. It's That's just, so funny. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and then the other thing is when they break up the day from six to midnight, like who's staying up till midnight doing stuff? Like, why is it till midnight? I don't know. I don't know why he put till midnight because I also was like, that's why I edited and said or until bedtime because okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. my, like if I were following his rules, like my third chunk of my day would be one hour because I'm usually in bed by eight. <laughs> oh, really? We are, we go to sleep so early. So, yeah. um, but I wake up so early typically. Last night I stayed up till super late, but, um, and by that I mean like 10. But yeah, so, so definitely organize those three chunks to meet yourself where you are. Like, do not, and this is everything in life. Like, don't be so rigid. Let's not adapt the nine to five mentality where we have to do everything like society says, please. Um, you see. You'll feel so much more free if you just make your own structure. Um, and so anyway, take everything with a grain of salt, tweak it to make it work for you and give it a try. I like it. It's the perfect time to perceive time in a new way. Love it. All right. Have a lovely day. Toodaloo. Bye.